Blog Talk Radio. Tune in to the hottest sports talk show. I've never had it so good sports radio. Join us weekdays at 7 p.m. Stories about players and coaches of all levels. We make it easy to talk sports. It's time for Never Had It So Good Sports Talk Radio. This is our second hour. Thank you to Coach Tommy Bowden and Coach Lyndon Johnson, along with Duck Riley and Tim Moore. That first hour was pretty good. It's happening in sports. Duck Riley, welcome to the show, sir. <laughs> he impresses us. All right, Tommy was doing one line. <laughs> Tommy Bowden was ready for us today. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. For sure. That was awesome. Hey, all of them think they're skilled players, for sure. Let's welcome in our guests and get everybody in here. I'm sure that Tim Moore is getting his um, church stuff set, and he'll be with us shortly. Um, Light-skinned brother, how are we, sir? Good evening, folks. What's happening, family? How's everybody? What's happening? What's happening? You see, Larry has moved to number one. He's not down. The last one to come on, I open up his mic first because the I NFL season is coming. The NFL <laughs> season is coming. And he will go back to last. <laughs> she, 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 she's asking for some grace this following season, I believe. <laughs> this, this upcoming season. Okay. <laughs> um, how's that traffic, Larry Tisdale? Oh, man, that was crazy. Yeah, it was, <laughs> it, it was crazy getting over this. I was on assignment over at the temple, and it, it was it was crazy. But I, wow. I, I know the way to get into Philly. I try another bridge from now on, so I'm good. All right. Well, because you can't be on the show Friday night, we have substituted you with John Robinson. Pray for me, because Duck <laughs> okay. isn't going to act right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> he must be a West Virginia boy. Uh, oh, 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 oh. Uh, there you go. I like I like Larry Tisdale. All right, Will, Will Harris, welcome to the show, sir. Good evening. How's everybody doing tonight? Doing good. Doing real. good. Thank you. Thank you for being on. Tony Coleman, welcome to the show. Well, thank you, Princess. And uh, good All right. evening to everybody on this good, good, <laughs> good Tuesday on a good radio show. <laughs> All right. Tommy Pritchett. Tommy Pritchett, my man. Welcome to the show, sir. Thanks, Princess. <clears throat> Good evening, everyone. <laughs> What's up, Tom? What's up, bro? <laughs> All right. So, Duck, we're talking basketball and, and mostly NBA. So we shouldn't bring up WVU tonight, right? I mean, there's really no need to, correct? Well, if, if we talk Boston, Boston Celtics, we might have to. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right, but I don't think we will have to. They they've been got gone fish it. They they they're they gone fish. They're gone. They're gone fish and duck. Okay, we're gonna turn it all over to you. Right. I wanna start with my man Will. I just wanna make sure you're good, man. I know that was that was a little tough on Miami last night. Yeah, it was a, a tough loss. I think, you know, you look at the heat how they got there, they got there just being scrappy, they had role players step up. You know, you got big games from not only uh, during the playoffs. I mean, Jimmy Butler stepped up, Gabe Vincent stepped up, Stu stepped 
They just couldn't get a consistent game from all of those players uh, this whole series. I think, especially the last few games, Jimmy Butler's just been off. I don't know if he's – I mean, he himself said it wasn't due to the injury. He just wasn't able to knock down a lot of shots. I think if he played, gave at least an average performance yesterday, they probably would have had a chance to win it. But credit to Denver. I think they've been the best team in the NBA all season. We had a lot of upsets. Uh, this playoff, seeing the lower seeds win, but Denver was the most consistent team and deserved to win the championship. Okay, uh, Tony Coleman. Man, it, it was a, uh incredible series, uh, unfortunate for the Miami Heat. Um, I didn't look at the stats of the game last night, but watching the game, they missed a lot of shots. They got whatever they wanted, but they missed a lot. You got to give Denver a lot of credit. They played incredible defense, man. And I got, I got to say um, the officials allowed them to play. Um, it was game five. Both teams had seen whatever each, you know, team can, like, show strategically. It was just boiled down to who's going to make plays, who's going to make shots, who's going to make stops. And uh, Denver came out on top in the end. Uh, I think they just ran out of gas too, man. They were tired, man. They it was a physicality uh, game, and um, they were just, they had no more in the tank, man. They just fought to the end. Then we came out on top of them. Okay, uh, I Larry. You know, when we we looked at this series, I think everybody kind of agreed that Denver was uh, the better team, especially on paper and the way they played. You know, this entire year. And I thought that if Miami uh, could exercise, you know, the ability to be the most aggressive team, but they didn't have the opportunity to misfire. They had to be playing at at a perfect rate in order to beat uh, Denver, and they weren't able to. Um, I know that, uh, you know, Jimmy Bucket said it wasn't his uh, injury, but he didn't even look the same. You could see that when he had an opportunity to – uh, be, become aggressive towards the basket that he was kind of pulling up. So I don't think that he will use it as an excuse, but it at least appeared that he wasn't able to do it. And then that kind of, you know, watching others uh, come off the bench were, you know, kind of hesitant to shoot. So when he kind of went down and wasn't playing at his best, it, it, it kind of translated to the rest of the team. Um, Denver didn't really play great last night. If you look at the game, you know, all the way to the end, Miami was still in that game. Uh, Jimmy Butler has this huge turnover, and again, uh, for whatever reason, he has a turnover. It kind of turns the game over, uh, turns the game around. But they weren't able to hit any shots. Uh, and again, I thought that they had to be darn near perfect in order to beat them, and they just weren't able to do that. And, and I think Tommy or uh, Tony just said they probably ran out of gas also. Okay, uh, uh, Tommy. You know, it was a good series. Um um, but the Heat was they were overmatched. Um, Butler was tired. You could tell his leg just wasn't as strong, you know, in this last game. He, he lost his leg. Whether the Heat played um zone or man, you know, the uh the Nuggets just went inside to the Joker and he looked over the defense and always finding the open man so Miami didn't didn't have a they couldn't come back from that. They were out rebounded, out rebounded, they were out hustled. Dillon was just too big for them. Um 
it was a little, just a little bit too much of the joke and them others, man. They they dismantled Miami. But I was proud of the Heat. You could never count them out, man. You know, uh, they've shown us what they, you know, they, they played well. But they just ran out of gas. But uh, it was a good series. Okay. I want to, uh, Prince, you want to talk about uh, the series a little bit? Duck, the the Heat won one game, and now most Miami fans are, you know, been texting me and said at least they didn't, you know, they didn't win the the championship on the Heat's, um, you know, basketball court. Okay, but um, the series itself, you know, I thought just like Tommy and the rest have said that Denver was really the better team all year and um, played very well. I, I thought they had a lot of opposition you know, up until they got to the Lakers and then none. And I thought it played out right. Most said, um, you know, five or six games. Um, you know, I was given hope because I saw, you know, Miami in game two, if I'm not mistaken. They really looked like they could match up well and compete. But as Larry Tisdale said, they had to be hitting on all cylinders every game. If they weren't having a perfect game, they couldn't beat um, Denver. And I think that played out. And the, my last point is Udonis Haslin can go retire now and sit down. He just turned 40 <laughs> years old just two, two days ago. Um, he can go sit down. He, he rode that contract and that money and his relationship with Pat Riley to the bank. Um, he can retire. Congratulations, Udonis Haslin. Go Gators. Well, they, I, Hopefully they'll bring I, I him on as a coach, Princess. Say that again? I, I think they go draft his son next year. <laughs> wow! Wow! Keep the keep the money in the house. I want to come to uh, Tommy, and I want to talk a little bit before we go back to Denver and Miami. I want to talk to Tommy about Skip Bayless and uh, Shannon Sharp. So, what, what do you think, Tommy? Skip, 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 skip. <laughs> 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 you know. <clears throat> I, I don't know too much about their breakup. You know, it's it's some things that I probably missed. But, you know, I, I watch them on occasion. <clears throat> They've been together for six years. Um, from what I saw, Shannon Shannon felt, uh, felt that Skip crossed the line. Um, especially with the put your glasses back on. I did watch that. You know, some yeah. of the other base, they – they reached a personal level. And on, okay. on occasion, Shannon had to, you know, to remind Skip that he was a Hall of Famer with three Super Bowl rings. Skip didn't have any respect for that. And I've noticed that, you know, when I watched the show, Skip on occasion didn't let Shannon get his point across. Plus, I was getting tired of, of listening to Skip talking about the Cowboys and Tom Brady every day, and I'm glad Tom Brady retired. I got tired of hearing his name. <laughs> but you know what? At at the beginning of the year, uh, Skip tweeted something about uh, Demar Hamlin, and Shannon asked him to remove that tweet. Of course, Skip refused. Yeah. And Shannon refused to report to work the next day. But when he reported back to work, you know, he on air, he tried to explain to the audience 
why he was absent, you know, the day before, and Skip interrupted. I think that's the straw that broke the old camel's back right there. And Shannon was done. Now, it may, you know, it may, like I said, it may have been some other stuff, but Skip didn't have too much respect at times for Shannon. I guess Shannon just got tired of it. Okay. Uh, Princess, your, your thoughts on Skip and, uh, and Shannon? Duck, I've been waiting for this question for sure. Um, <laughs> you know, I, I, I think I said in the previous show that Fox fell into something with, with Shannon Sharp and, and Skip Bayless, and it became a really good relationship and a moneymaker for Fox. And, um, but, you know, Shannon Sharp evolved and really became the prime sports talker on that show, and I think that offended Skip. But also, you know, Shannon Sharp created his own, you know, Club Shay Shay and now has a million um, listeners on his Club Shay Shay, and, and that was actually produced by Fox. And he was able to buy out of his contract um, with Skip Bayless and buy out his contract with Fox and Club Shay Shay. But I think he got offended several times. And I think the last time was, you know, Brady is the GOAT and, you know, and um, he said he was the great, a great player too. And, you know, Skip questioned that and they really got into it. And as someone said previously, they weren't playing then. There was no acting. There was no drama. Um, Shannon was offended by that and, and, and rightly so. Um, I don't think Skip Bayless has ever played any football. But um, it came to the point where, Shannon could make money without the brand of Skip Bayless and make it, and he didn't need that salary, and, and here we are. Uh, but Skip Bayless, as I said before, is not everybody's cup of tea, for sure. He's not. <laughs> okay. Well, Will, your thoughts? You can see some tension kind of building up over the last uh, several months with Shannon Sharp, especially when – Skip Bayless kind of downplayed his career. He's not as great as Tom Brady, and then Shannon just couldn't hold it in at that point. But I think uh, also when I look at uh, Shannon Sharp, he's got his own show on YouTube, and you see what Pat McAfee, the coach punter, was able to do. I think he got a multi-million dollar deal doing his own independent show on YouTube, and then he built such a big following with that show, and then ESPN just signed him to another a multi-million dollar deal to have his show stream on ESPN as well. So I think independent media just might be the way to go with uh, Shannon Sharp as well to help build his own show and maybe he'll get picked up and be on one of the major networks again very soon. Okay. You you, you know where Pat McAfee is from. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Don't do it, Doc. Just just <laughs> leave the leave the line blank, okay? Okay. I'm guessing he ain't a Texas boy. Yeah. I know. Yeah. <laughs> what oh you God. got for us? Skip, skip. Um, you know what? For for a long time, this was like a really symbiotic relationship, and you know, Shannon had the personality to deal with. Like Princess said, that you know that personality that wasn't everybody's cup of tea. And he wasn't necessarily mine, but, I, you know, I would, I would, you know, view it just to see the interactions. And I thought that they were fairly good. Um, 
But as an athlete, and and Shannon is absolutely a Hall of Fame athlete, um, when he crossed the line with Brady and he uh, started attacking him on a personal level, um, that became very personal. Um, and the rumors were they were you know they were about to go to blows, you know, on the set after after the filming. So at that point, you could tell that something was different. Um, and to Princess Point, he outgrew it. I think he needed, you know, and, and I think in, in his goodbye, he thanked Skip because Skip gave him opportunity that he did. He fought for him. Uh, so I give him all the kudos in the world for, you know, taking the high road, um, using what he did to get where he wanted to, to move out. And I do think there's greener pastures out there for him. But, I, you know, Skip, it's unfortunate how he did it, you know, to discredit, you know, the, you know, the guy sitting across from him and as friends or it, it appeared to have friends or somewhat of a relationship um, I think you cross the line and you know we could joke here you know, you know even on this this show uh, about athletic prowess and things like that but I could never take something away from somebody because when you do that and you're trying to be serious you know you really do cross the line and I think when he did that that kind of ended that relationship um, prematurely, but probably for the best thing for Shannon. So I think it's a good thing for him. When was right, the goodbye uh, show? Was that today? I'm sorry to interrupt. I'm sorry, say that when again? Was the, when was the goodbye show? Was it today or yesterday? Did he, is the I, last show's I, already I, been? I, it was today. I saw it today. Yeah. Okay. I have to okay. see it today. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Tim, two-part two question. One, uh, what do you thought about the series with the the Nuggets and the Heat and then uh, the Skip and uh, Shannon? Well, I think I think Princess records these programs um, and uh, seems to me that I may have said Denver in five uh, a couple of weeks ago. But anyway. <laughs> but, um, I said. I, <laughs> I'm just saying, you know. <laughs> um, and then after think, game four, you put the fat lady singing in the thread. You, you, oh, you, <laughs> yeah, she was back there warming up. She was warming up. <laughs> but, but uh, yeah, I uh, I wasn't completely surprised, Duck, although after game two, I thought that perhaps I had – I had misspoken and that Miami was going to be more competitive than they were. But going into the series, um, it just looked to me after watching what Denver did to the Lakers, um, I just thought, wow, they're going to be really hard for anybody to beat, whether it's Boston or uh, Miami, because the Lakers were playing really good basketball when they went into that series against uh, Denver. And I felt like Denver just dismantled them. Um, so I, I wasn't surprised at how it turned out. Um, and I was actually glad to see it. I was an old ABA fan, um, and, uh, the Denver Nuggets with David Thompson and Bobby Jones and Dan Essel were one of the top teams in the ABA. And, uh, in fact, when they came into the NBA, the, the year after the merger, they and the San Antonio Spurs both made the playoffs right away. Denver won the division. Um, and so I was just glad to see them to get over that hump after uh, after all these years. Um, but I wasn't surprised. I, I I thought after the way they beat the Lakers, I was just uh, I was expecting that. Okay, 
What about the and it's skip, 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 skip? <laughs> Tim, Club Shay Shay. Club Shay Shay, uh, I think everything's been said. I, I heard what Tommy said and what, what Larry said and what you said, Princess. I, I'm not sure I could add a whole lot more. I, I agree with everything that, that I heard you all say about that relationship. It was time to go. Uh, and uh, and I think that uh, that Tom Brady exchange was what that that was the straw that broke the camel's back. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, we, we're gonna make see for sure, uh, Tim. On that, we're gonna bring in inside scoop Tony Coleman. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh, you know, as Tim just mentioned, I mean, you guys have really uh, summed it up really, really good. Um, you know, the way the way that I look at it. Is that it was a uh, a thing that boiled down to ego uh, that could no longer go on. Um, and Skip Bayless, he cannot uh, carry a show. He needs to have a person like Shannon Sharp, you know, Stephen A. He needs someone on the other side that's going to help really make the show and really be a credible, uh, you know, guy on there that's going to know his stuff has a background, you know, as a player, uh, you know, in connection to, you know, the, the professional ranks with these conversations. And, uh, I, you know, he, they just outgrew each other. He got personal across the line um, because, I mean, he really doesn't have any experience out there as a, as a And he's just commentating, just making comments and saying a lot of different things just for ratings and it really got personal for him. And it was time. You know, after seven years, it was time to move on. Shannon Sharp no longer needs to be on that platform um, and just move on and grow. And now what I'm hearing is that LaShawn McCoy is going to be his replacement. So now, you know, you know how, that, how that goes. <laughs> you know, so I heard Larry mumbling. You all right? Yeah, I don't think Sadie built that good. Yeah, they're gonna put Shady on him. Okay, all right. Uh, but but uh, Tony, uh, for just for you guys, my my vote was for Pat Man Jones. Okay. Don't pay him any attention, Tony. Don't even respond to that. Don't don't say okay. <laughs> oh Lord. <laughs> all right, I'm, I'm I'm gonna stay with you, Tony. Uh, okay. For the for Denver. To be ranked just like you know, you know, be a high power uh, team, you know, to come back, repeat, and constantly, you know, be in the playoffs. What do they need to do, and where where, where do we go from here with Miami? Um, what what Denver needs to do at this point? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, I mean, I think they can, you know, right now just enjoy this uh, this championship and uh, take a little bit of time off and come back and, and try to repeat again. I mean, they, they have a uh, solid team to continue um, to do well. Um, they don't really have to make any moves. The roster, in my opinion, um, you guys are still young. You know, they, they've learned how to really, really uh, bond and come together as a unit. Um, I give Denver a lot of credit for, you know, hanging in there um, and building from the draft over the long haul for, you know, for Denver. 
because those guys have been together for anywhere from five to seven years before, you know, really getting past the second round. And uh, Murray and also Porter, you know, the injuries that these guys came from. These guys had major injuries that was, like, career-threatening. Porter had three back surgeries. You know what I mean? So these guys come back from these extreme injuries and, and able to pull this together this year. Um, I think it's it's it really done something for them personally and as a unit, and I think they'll continue to uh, do really well, have a potential to even repeat. Miami Heat, they're going to have to probably go after another piece, um, you know, whether it be a uh, superstar guard or a rim protector. Uh, Bam, you know, uh, is a phenomenal player, but I don't think he's really the guy you need at center. I think you need a, another rim protector to let him play the stretch four a little bit. Um, now, I think that will give them more rebounding and a more inside presence um, to be able to compete, you know, coming out of the East. And if they did that again, they'll be able to match up better. Um, so, yeah, that's, that's that's how I'm looking at those two teams at this point. Okay. Uh, Tommy, your thoughts on that, you know, you hear what uh, Tony said about them being young and stuff, but I, will you, can you keep the game together, and what does Miami need? I agree with what Tony said. You know, Denver is set. Um, as far as Miami, they need a real protector. I, Bam has been playing out of position for the last couple of years. You know, he – if you right. move him to a stretch, he's gonna he's gonna have to improve his outside shot. You know, Bam Bam missed a lot of twelve to fifteen footers on this series that probably could have made a difference. Um, yeah, Miami is gonna have to get some height. You know, they they need some they need a they need some big men inside, and uh, I think that would help them. With the team that they have, you know, they all they need is somebody big, and I think they'll be set, you know, for the future. But uh, they're going to need some height inside. Okay, uh, Tim. Uh, same question, but I, I, I'm looking at DeAndre Jordan. <laughs> like, wow! I mean. I, I don't think his skills has diminished, but I don't know. He, he come in for what three minutes? Yeah, he didn't play a whole lot. Seven feet tall. He used to be a pretty reliable, uh, you know, double-digit rebounder for uh, the Clippers, and um, I, I don't know what they're doing. I, I'm not sure he has much of a future with with uh, with Denver um, because he he was just doing the ML car. Uh, over there waving the towel this uh, this series. Um, <laughs> so, wow, but I think, ML car. <laughs> you remember ML car used to raise it? it oh, was, my God. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, um, yeah, yeah, Duck, I think I think he's probably going to be gone. Uh, I'm not sure it's going to impact their team very much at all because I think uh, both Tommy and, uh, and uh, Tony uh, pointed out that they're they're pretty well set and they're young. So they, you know, and I don't think any, not very many of those guys' contracts are up for a couple of years. So they've got a shot. 
Um, the only thing I'd say about them is that uh, Michael Porter Jr. probably needs to go see the Wizard because um, uh, he, he, I think he needs a heart. But um, other than that, uh, other than that, I think they're in good shape. Uh, Miami does need a big man, and I think they need a reliable uh, outside consistent score. Um, but they're not far away. It was a remarkable run. Uh, considering that they lost in the play-in game. I had forgotten about that until earlier today on our thread. They lost in the play-in game and then went on this run and beat the teams with the, the, the teams with the two best records in the league on their way to the finals. That was impressive. I uh, will. Yeah, I agree. I think the Miami just needs to um, keep doing what they're doing, but maybe add a big. They try. They like to play that zone, and I guess it worked against Boston because Boston just was settling for the threes. They had some cold stretches where they just weren't hitting anything, and then I mean, that just um, got away from Boston. But I think Denver's just better ball movement. They were knocking down shots, so they need some answer for that inside. Uh, I think maybe you could use another guard as well. Uh, I don't kind of well. I kind of want to see this team stay together, but you know, what can you maybe get for somebody like uh, Harrow if you got other guards on the team uh, stepping up like uh, Vincent did in the playoffs? As far as uh, Denver, you got to keep that team together. I think what Bruce Brown's probably going to get paid, but yeah, just keep that team together and keep uh, try to run it back. I mean, they have a complete team. They were the best team in the league all year. You figure they'll just keep getting better as long as they can stay healthy. Uh, Precious. I don't know how much more I can add. You know, I looked at the numbers in Denver. Really, I don't think anybody's contract is up. And, and again, they're virtually young. Um, I thought Jeff Green was older than 27. Um, and, and he still has two years left on his, $46 million. Um, You know, so they can just keep the nucleus together. And Miami, as everybody said, needs a big man, not just a tall man, but somebody with some, some girth that can handle um, uh, a, a jokish. Uh, you know, um, I saw the game last night, and, and I thought Bam got kind of handled a little bit, and then Jimmy Butler took over for a couple of um, offensive plays down there just to say, hey, you know, let me get on him. And I, I, I don't know if that did any good, but it, um, they, they need a bid for sure. Um, and I don't know what Hero has. Um, I don't know what Lowry is going to do, but Jimmy Butler is definitely sewed up for the next two or three years. Okay, uh, bring it home with us, Larry, uh, because uh, I I felt that I thought the Celtics matched up better with the the Nuggets than the uh, Heat, but that's just one man's opinion. Your your thoughts on uh, Denver and uh, Miami? Yeah, I don't think most of us, you know, going into the playoffs, look at Miami as a, as a real threat. So <clears throat> they started hitting on all cylinders and. You know, and give the props to, to Butler, you know, leading them. Um, but again, I thought they were shorthanded the entire the entire season and weren't very consistent. Um, Bam does need some help. Uh, I, I I'm not sure if Tyler Hero really, and to be honest with you, is the answer. Um, I think you know. I know that we said that they need a big man, but I think they probably also need uh, somebody who could put the ball on the ground, you know, on the floor and create. And I don't see uh, a consistent creator. You know, Kyle Lowry could do it, but, you know, I think he's, what, 37 or something like that. Probably. I'm not sure if he'll be back. 
uh, has him, probably not be bad. Duncan Robinson kind of disappeared. Um, he was in and out. He was one of those that I was talking about that really wasn't sure of his shot. So um, a, a big man, and if they could get somebody that could, you know, can create their own shot um, with that organization, you know, I think that they, you know, they'll be right back to where they need to be. Um, and now as far as, as Denver, man, I, I think uh, I'm not sure if Tim mentioned it. I don't know if we remember, but uh, Michael Porter was supposed to be top two, three picks coming out, but he had back injury. And so he probably didn't just really started coming into form to this year. And along with the injury to Murray, you know, and that's why Murray thought that they could have done this a year or so earlier other than injury. So I think they look really good everywhere. I don't see very many uh, weak spots for them whatsoever. Um, get their bench together. I'm sure through the draft, maybe some of the trades, but I don't see a lot of weaknesses for them uh, with the starting. So, but yet they're my main concern for them would just to be uh, healthy. Other than that, I, I think they're back in this next year. Okay, I want to stay with you, Larry, because uh, the, if you could pick a starting five between '65 and 1990. Who would it be? Okay. And also from ninety-one to, to okay, um, let me give you both. We'll put Brunson in here. I know. I just want okay. to let you know Brunson will be my first pick. <laughs> I'm okay, sorry. I'm sorry. Forty million. Forty million. Okay, from sixty-five to ninety, uh, and from ninety-one to twenty-three. I need five between that period right. and five between that. I'm ready. I'm ready. Uh, took a second. All right, so my, my old school, the old head squad, um, I'm, I'm going with Oscar, Wilt, um, Magic, Iverson, and Bird. Uh, with the young boys, I'm going with Jordan, LeBron, Duncan, Kobe, and Kevin Garnett. Wow. Okay, okay, all right. Will Harris, what you got for me? Who got next? Come on, who got next? Out <laughs> the, the old school, I go with the backcourt. We're the big backcourt with uh, Magic and Oscar. Uh, I'll go Bird. Center, I'll go Bill Russell. Power forward. Let's uh, go. This Barkley's kind of. Or late eighties, early nineties, he was still he was I'll go Barkley power forward. And then after nineteen ninety, let's go uh we'll go Curry at uh point guard, Jordan at shooting guard, LeBron at small forward, Duncan at power forward, and I put Shaq at center. Dang, okay, all right. All right, all right, all right, you might have something. All right, what, no, what we ready to run. <laughs> what you got for us, Princess? Don't skip me right now. I'm, I'm handling something. Sorry. Oh, okay. All right, Tim. Wow. This, this, that you, you sent me, uh, you sent me onto the internet and and on the YouTube <laughs> to kind of do it. And the and the years, the years that you chose were just very challenging because you know, Jabbar retired in '89, um, and Chamberlain was a beast in the in the late 60s and early 70s um wow 
uh, two of the greats, and you can't play them both at the same time. Um, wow. Man, I'd have to go – I don't know. I saw him go head-to-head, but Wilt was was old. He was at the end of his career when they played, when he played against Jabbar. Um and he still held his own against Jabbar, although I think Jabbar got, you know, the better of him uh, uh, during that period of time. But I would have to say from 65 to 90, uh, Wilt in the middle. Uh, Jerry West at the uh, at the two. Um, wow. <sighs> Magic or Oscar? <sighs> Maybe Magic at the point guard. Um my favorite player ever at the swing forward, Dr. J, and then at power forward, Bill Russell. That's a that was a tough one though. That was a tough. That, that was a good question. Okay. Uh, among the young guys, ah, uh, after ninety, <laughs> um, Michael Jordan at the two, um, LeBron James. At the power forward, uh, Shaq in the middle, Iverson um, at the point, and Larry Bird at the, I, I said Bird didn't I at the two? No, no. Okay, you got Bird. Yeah, I say, okay. I'd say Bird at the two. Yeah. All right, here we go. What you got for us, Tommy? <clears throat> You know what? Well, from sixty-five to ninety, I got Chamberlain at the center position. Well, see, during that time, you know, the game was different. So I'm, I'm, I have to throw some beef out there on the floor. So I'm gonna throw Chamberlain <laughs> at the center. <laughs> I got Moses Malone at the at the power forward. Ooh, Ooh good choice. I got, I got Larry Bird at the three. Walt Frazier at the two. Dang, okay. And Magic wow. Johnson at, at the point. Wow. Now, wow. you know. That's some big boy. That's some girth. Yeah, I had to throw, I had to, you know, it was a big man's game back then. But <laughs> now, you know, I, I got all this, I, I got this one messed up, man. You know, I, I, I don't know the year that Maurice Cheeks retired. Does anybody know when he retired? Mm, I don't know. Let me look it up right now. I don't remember. It was. It was. Come a on, uh, hold on, hold on, Tommy. We're going to a left. I'm not sure, but I'm thinking he might have been out of the league by ninety. Yeah, I think it was close. Okay, well, I'll put Iverson there. I'll put Iverson at the four. We got Kobe Bryant at two. Okay. Uh, I got Shaq at the center position, but my next two, I got Jordan in there. Mm-hmm. And you know what? I put Julius Irving in there, but he might have been done by then. I, I I just don't remember the year, the year that he was done. So, yeah, yeah I, yeah, I think he might have been uh, close to it, yeah. Yeah, Chief yeah. retired but in you know, three. Oh, he's retired in '93. '93. Well, I'll I'll keep him as my point. 
But you know what, man? I'm going to tell you, we leaving so many good athletes off. You know, it, it's a lot of guys that we could put in these positions, man. These guys could play. But um, that was my second sign. It was a tough question, Doug. That was, some, that, that, that was a good. Oh, man, that was good. Yeah. You had me yeah. back watching, yeah. watching YouTube uh, <laughs> clips of uh, Jabbar against Chamberlain today, just trying to figure that one out. I, 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 I want to put this on NBA matchup and pick this and see who will win that game. Right, right, right. <laughs> now, that's a pretty good team. Let's, let's see what Tony Coleman has for us. Man, Dave, this was tough, man. I I, I was like <laughs> ten. I mean, man, I, I scratched and pulled the rest of the hair that I have out trying to figure <laughs> out how to put this thing together. Because because uh, the sixth man award is so important to the league, I I picked six on both teams. I hope that's okay. <laughs> I, I just I, man, it was just so many guys. But for my sixty-five to ninety team, I went with Wilt. The big fellow in the middle, and I went with the big E, Elvin Hayes. Oh, good okay. ball player. Good that ball player. For the ball, and then I, I went with uh, Doctor J, Julius Irving, George the Iceman, Irving at the two. Yeah, Magic Johnson handling the ball coming down, and I had to add Larry Bird to that group. Um. And that was my six for, for that group. And then for the 90s to the 2000s, I went with the dream, Hakeem Olajuwon. Good uh, choice. LeBron James, Charles Barkley, uh, MJ, Iverson, and uh, I, I added Scottie Pippen because uh, he, he, he was a beast too. Well, uh, well. Hold on, hold on, hold on a minute, Tony. I think Isaiah Thomas is calling in. <laughs> I, know, I know, man. It was hard. It, it, it was, it was hard, man. It was hard, really hard. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. It was hard. Yeah. <laughs> All right, I want to shoot back to Tim. Tim, is AD a power forward or center? Anthony Davis, you mean, right? Yeah. Who? I think he's been more productive at the center position. Um, he played very, very well this year, and I thought he played Jokic about as well as anybody has. Um, he's versatile, but I, I like him at the. I like him in the post, um, and I think what he showed uh, with his height and the shot blocking ability as a rim protector during these playoffs is that I believe this era of uh, small ball might be over, um, you know, because folks are going to have to figure something out with Jokic. And if uh, AD keeps playing like he's playing, uh, they're going to be a little too tall for a lot of teams. I think that's what happened with them in Golden State. Um, so, yeah, I think he's a postman. Okay. Uh, Larry. Yeah, you know, I agree. I, you know, I watched him. I thought he was inconsistent this year. I thought he didn't hit his stride till you know, right prior to playoffs. Um, but he is a big man. I, I just don't think he's very comfortable at playing the five spot. 
Um, it, it seems like he wants to go out and be more of a, you know, Anthony Towns and, and face up and put the ball down and, and pull up. But I believe that he's more effective down in, in the post at, at, at playing the five. And he did play Joker fairly well. Um, and if anybody's going to, you know, make a run in the West, I, I think you need a big man of his quality. So I like him at the five. I think they're more productive. Okay, uh Thomas, your thoughts on your Lakers, AD, center, power forward. You know, I'm really disappointed in Anthony Davis, man, because he has so much talent. <laughs> I mean, I mean, this guy can really play, man. I, maybe he just don't know it, but. You know what? Anthony can't stay on his feet playing center. So I know he can't stay on his feet playing power forward because he wouldn't be able to keep up. So he's better suited for the center position. Um, But he's a very talented player, man. Um, I hope one day to see him, you know, out there doing his thing, uh, doing real well. He can do better than what he's doing now. I just hope to be around. To, I hope to be around to see him do better. Okay, uh, Tony. Um, I mean, I agree that uh, he is definitely a very, very talented, talented player. I would like to see him playing the, the stretch four, and I'll tell you why. At his size and, and his skill set. He used to be a guard before he had that, you know, uh, tremendous growth spurt. And I think that if the Lakers had a legitimate five and allowed him to play that stretch four position, um, I think that would relieve, relieve a lot of pressure off of him and allow him to be able to do other things. And then the other, the other um, perspective that I was looking at, Dave, is the fact that all the dominant teams have big wings. So uh, defensively, I think that he would be better playing some of the power forwards and also being able to uh, post up on the mismatches, you know, once they start doing their their uh, action. Um, you, look, you look at Boston, you know, they got 6'9", six, 6'10", six, wings. You got Denver, those dudes, Porter and Gordon and those guys, you know, Murray, I mean, they're big. Um, so the dominant teams, even Milwaukee, you know, all the dominant teams that you're going to have to face to try to get out of your conference, they got big wings. And you got to really start looking at the size factor. And I think Tommy hit hit, hit on the nail, too, that, you know, things are starting to change because of Jokic um, with the size. And we got to find – got they got to start drafting these big guys again, man, that can run the floor. You know, I mean, like seven-footers, man, that can play the five spot. Um, and allow these other six nine six ten guys to play the wings because that's where the game is going. Um, these okay. guys are huge; they're huge out there. <laughs> okay, so I like uh, I like, I like to stretch four. Okay, all right. What about you, Will? Yeah, I think I'll label him as a center for now. Uh, I think he's kind of his game. He wants to be more of a power forward role. But I thought he played well in the uh, Denver series. Against uh, Jokic, I mean, he was a pretty good uh, defense against him. I think if he can continue to 
develop his game at the five. He can be a, a dominant center in the league. I think his issues just always help with him. How many games a year are you going to get out of him, and how healthy is he going to be come playoff time? And and this and let me throw this out just to the group. Because of his slight of Bill, and you and, and Will talked about his injuries, don't you think he'll get beat up at the five position? That's, I think that's probably why he's uncomfortable down there. Yeah, I, I, probably I think right. he's probably more effective because he's such a great athlete and it's almost a mismatch, but the, the wear and tear on them, I think, makes him uncomfortable. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, I, I agree. I agree with that, uh, Duck. But I think his shot blocking ability is diminished when you take him out of the post. Uh, I think he loses some of that rim protector uh, advantage that he has because he's one of the shot, one of the best shot blockers in the league. Okay, yeah. I'm just, you know, and, and you got your pros and cons with that, and and that's that's a great point, Tim. But. I, I'm like I'm, I'm kind of like lying with that. I don't I don't think he particularly cares about mixing it up too much. No, he doesn't. Yeah. yeah. So I uh, want to uh, say what you will. Last question for everybody: uh, upcoming draft. Will, who's your sleeper? We'll go with uh, Derek Whitehead from Duke. I mean, he was a highly recruited guy coming out of high school. He had a couple of injuries. Now he's kind of looks like he's going to slide possibly to the second round on some of these mock drafts I've been looking at. But, I mean, he's a good shooter, good defense. I think, you know, those three and D type guys will always find roles. And the good thing about them is they get to play early. So I think he can be a contributor for probably a good team if, he fall, if he's able to fall in the draft. Okay, uh, Tony, who, who's your sleeper? My sleeper is Ricky Counter the Force, Arkansas. Hmm. Uh, guard, okay. he played the wing a little bit. Um, he can create his own shot off the dribble. He can pass the ball. He has great size, great strength. He can finish at the rim. Um, you know, he can match up really well defensively. He can mix it up. And uh, he, he's probably projected now to be like late first into the second round. But, man, I think he's just solid on both sides because I think he has a lot of maturity because he's like, you know, he didn't play about three years of college ball. So he's going to be a lot more mature than the 19-year-old. He's going to be a sleeper. Okay. okay. All right, uh, Tommy, who's your sleeper? My sleeper is Amari Bailey. <clears throat> Six five guard out of UCLA. He's a freshman. <clears throat> he can really play. He got injured early in the season, at, and at that time he was averaging nine nine point five points a game. He returned from the injury to average twelve point five for the last seventeen games of their season. He's a really good guard, a big guard. Six five. That's my sleeper. Okay, Larry, who's your sleeper, Larry? Yeah, um, mine is uh, Amani Amani Bates out of Eastern Michigan. Um, wow. Six nine. Yeah, we remember he was he was the number one player coming out for a long time. Went to Memphis. 
struggled there. Uh, he has some, you know, he has some some maturity uh, issues that he's dealing with, and I know he had some run-ins with a weapon, um, and so he needs to clean his act up. He needs to be on a, a, a you know, a, a strong veteran team. But this young fella here is an athlete. He's as good, and his ceiling is as good as anybody coming out of this draft at 6'9", the ability to put the ball down on the ground. Um, I, I, I suspect if he hits the right team, that in three years he'll be the surprise of that of that, that entire draft. I like him. Hmm. Thanks. Okay. Yeah. Bring us home with it, Tim. What you got for us? Um. I'm I'm thinking Jordan Hawkins out of UConn. Um, I think he, you know, I think he's probably going to be a much better pro than most people think. Just after watching him in the tournament this year, I was really impressed with him. Okay, guys, for, for Never Had It So Good Radio, uh, Princess Cooper, Tim Moore, Larry Tisdale, Tommy Pritchett, Will Harris, and uh, never hit it so good, Tony Coleman. This is uh, uh we're out. It's all right. All right. I see you on Monday, guys. Have your list ready. All right. Good show, guys. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Over and by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.